Morning, friends. This is Joel Martin with you for the Everlasting Word. Now, today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 14, and we're going to look at verses 22 through 32. And this is incredibly familiar scripture. It's about Peter walking on the water. However, there's some incredible lessons in this uh, passage of scripture that I think we all need to apply and understand because the thought for today's message is let's get focused. And I know if you're like me, getting more focused, I'm easily distracted. Uh, and getting more focused on the Lord and on what He would have me do in my life is I, I need I need that teaching, I need that lesson. But as we look at this scripture, we're looking at uh, Matthew 14, verses 22 through 32, and this is right after Jesus fed the 5,000. So the disciples had experienced a great miracle. And right after that, in verse 22, it says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Now, the, the, here's the setting where Jesus had, had told the disciples, and the disciples were very reluctant to do this, but Jesus told the disciples to get into a ship and go to the other side. And Jesus was going to stay, and he was going to pray. Now, the disciples were very reluctant, but even though out of their reluctance, they were obedient. And they went on, they got in the ship. It wasn't, especially to the ones that were fishermen, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary to them, for they were going right into their own element. They were getting in a ship, they were going out in the sea, and they were going to the other side. So, to, again, to those that were fishermen, it was nothing out of the ordinary. However, it says in verse 24, it says, But the ship was now in the midst of the of the sea tossed with winds for the wind was contrary now this was a very extraordinary storm it was a storm you know the the, the uh, disciples that were fishermen they had experienced storms before they had been out on the sea fishing when when storms came up they navigated their way through the storms and they survived they got back to shore uh, they might have suffered some losses but for the most part they handled the storm However, this was a different storm. This was a storm where everything was out of control. It was very, very different. And everything they tried to do out of all their experience of being out on the sea, nothing seemed to work. And I don't know about you, but I can relate to the point to being in circumstances, and maybe you can too, being in circumstances where you don't know what to do, Everything you try doesn't work, and it just seems like everything's out of control, and there's absolutely nothing you can do. But friends, here's our walk with the Lord. We will be put in circumstances like that where it's completely out of our control. It will break our will. It will break our spirit. And all we can do is cry out to the Lord for him to come to save us and to deliver us from the circumstance that we're in. 
And that's the purpose a lot of time for these storms that we experience in our life to break our will and draw us closer and have a stronger faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But then we get into verse 25 and it says, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Now, the thought for verse 25 is don't put God in a box because Jesus revealed himself to the disciples in a different way. It was out of the routine of what they were typically seeing Jesus as and how Jesus portrayed himself to them. For it says in verse 26, it says, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear, for they they didn't realize that that was Jesus. For they it was out of the routine, and a lot of times that we get we get ourselves so caught up in our circumstances that God will reveal Himself to us, and we will miss Him because we think that there's a certain routine of how God is to reveal Himself to us, and we're closed minded, and we don't understand that God is omnipotent. And he can reveal himself to us in any way he sees fit. For a lot of times, we get ourselves caught up in our circumstances so much that we miss God. And the disciples were absolutely terrified that it was a spirit, and they were afraid that that spirit was coming to destroy them. But then in verse 27, Jesus speaks. And isn't this wonderful? Boy, have mercy when Jesus speaks. It is wonderful. It says in verse 27, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Now what I want you to notice here is when Jesus speaks here, the storm is still raging. The wind is still howling. The waves are still battering the ship. It's probably rolling thunder. It's probably raining sideways. He does not take away the storm, for he speaks within the storm. And that's what you and I need to learn to recognize, that Jesus is not going to take away the storm. We need to learn to understand and be sincere enough to recognize his voice within the storm. But see, and notice when he speaks that he doesn't come all the way to the boat. For the Lord will speak to us, but it is required of us that we come to him by faith regardless of the circumstances. Once he bids us, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what it might look like, if he bids us come unto him, we are to step out by faith and go to him. But then in verse 28, Peter recognizes, recognizes the Lord's voice. He says in verse 28, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. The Bible says that, G, that the Lord's sheep recognize his voice. They know his voice. And the thing about Peter recognized, recognized the Lord's voice above all of the storm, all of the howling wind, the rolling thunder, the rain, the waves crashing up against the boat. He recognized his voice. And see, we need to, we, again, we need to be able to recognize the Lord's voice amongst the storm. Now, 
I want you to know what I want you to notice what Peter did not say. For he says in verse 28, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Now, Jesus was at a distance. He recognized his voice. They saw something, but they wasn't quite sure who it was. But Peter recognized his Lord's voice and it was at a distance. Now, the one thing that Peter did not say, Peter did not beg the Lord to come on into the boat and calm this storm. Peter understood that he had to go to him. For the word says, if you, you draw nigh unto the Lord and he will draw nigh unto, unto you, we must first by faith at the Lord's bidding go to him. For Peter didn't beg the Lord to come into the boat. Peter said, Lord, if that be you, bid me come unto thee on the water. Now, what I want you to notice is Peter's sincere request. For it says in verse 28 that Peter said, bid me come unto thee on the water. And in verse 29, and it says, and he said, he being Jesus, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, I want you to think about Peter's request because the Lord didn't have to answer him. Had Peter's request been out of arrogance or out of trying to show up his fellow disciples, or his intentions was to be like Jesus and do the same as Jesus, I don't believe the Lord would have replied, come. For out of, out of Peter's sincerity, out of Peter's love for the Lord Jesus Christ, and just wanting to be, be with him, be beside him, the Lord replied, come. And see, and that's a great lesson for you and I, because our requests, when we make requests to the Lord, it must be out of a sincere heart. Our motives, our, our requests have to be pure, have to be out of sincerity, because if our motives are anything else for our glory or for our wants or for our desires that are outside of the Lord's will, the Lord's not going to answer us. He's not going to answer us. So when we make requests to the Lord, it must be out of a sincere heart. Now, what I want you to notice is the Lord said, come. Now, the circumstances for Peter to walk on that water and to go to the Lord seemed impossible. However, the Lord bid him come. And when the Lord bids us come, it does not matter what the circumstances around us are. They may seem impossible to us, but if the Lord bid us come, he will hold us up and he will see us through. But we first must make sure that it is the Lord bidding us come. But when he does bid us come, we can trust him regardless of what the circumstances are, and he will see that we get to him. Now, what we need to understand is we don't know how far Jesus was from the boat. We don't know how many steps that Peter had to take, but we do know that Peter was walking on the water. But we also know that Jesus was far enough from the boat that it exposed Peter's weaknesses. And the longer our fiery trials are, it exposes more and more weaknesses in our faith. And brother, I'm here to tell you that I am full of weaknesses. 
For if we look at verse 30, now here's Peter walking on the water. He's focused on the Lord. He's looking at the Lord, but then Peter starts to look around. And it says in verse 30, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. You ever been there? Get full of fear. Boy, I have. And beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. For Peter's focus got off of the Lord and he began to look at his surroundings and fear began to replace his faith and he began to sink. For the longer the trial, the more our weaknesses are exposed. And see, that was a great lesson to Peter. It was a great lesson to the rest of the disciples. It was a great lesson to me. And it's a great lesson to anyone who studies this scripture and really dives into it, that they're going to understand that, yes, as long as we're laser focused on the Lord and he bids us come, we're going to walk on that spiritual water. But just as sure as we start looking at our circumstances and what surrounds us and get caught up in our worldly cares and our worldly concerns, our faith is going to get replaced by fear. And then we have to cry out as Peter did. And he said, he cried out and said, Lord, save me. And here's what we can trust in at the Lord's bidding for us to come. As we start to sink, as our faith begins to diminish and fear begins to replace that faith, it says in verse 31, it says, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, And this is me, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? In other words, Peter, why did you doubt? Peter, it doesn't matter about the circumstances that are around you. I bid you come to me. And if the Lord truly bids us come to him, it does not matter what the circumstances around us are. We can trust in his power, in his might, not in our own power, not in our own might, for we trust in his power and his strength. And regardless of what those circumstances are, we will make it to him. But but for like I said, first, we have to make sure he is bidding us and then we have to step out by faith and go to him. But then the question, as I started out, or the, the, the comment about today's lesson is let's get focused. Let's get focused on the Lord. And that's today's message. I hope it's helped you and I will be back with you next Tuesday. This is Joel Martin.